Hello and welcome everyone to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 17, Tips and Tricks to Learn Another Language. So this one is really uh, dedicated to all our devoted language learners out there trying to learn a new language, whatever language that may be. I am here with my wonderful co-host, the man with the plan, the dude with the tood. I was trying to think of other things that would, would rhyme. Uh, my buddy Jared, what's going on? Hello. I do have a tood. That's Don't right. Don't get on my bad side or else you'll see my tood. <laughs> <laughs> For those of or, you that don't know, tood is attitude. Yes. Or you could also see my tood on Twitter if you follow me. Well, us, I guess. I, I do the Twitter stuff. Yeah, it's it's me. basically you. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll have to hijack the Twitter once I get to the Czech Republic. Uh, once Chet figures out what the password is, he'll hijack the Twitter. <laughs> right? Go figure. And uh, he'll, he'll do some outlandish shit. So I uh, look forward to that. If you follow us on Twitter, it'll be untranslatable1, the number one. Our Instagram is untranslatablepodcast. Uh, I posted some pictures from my on-the-road-again trip in New Orleans. Yes, sir. Uh, no new one since the last time, I don't think. Oh, maybe I did. You know, I did. I did. my uh, The one where I had a visit to LSU. Oh, yeah. That was that was quite the story. And then I uh, then you can also email us at uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us of when you uh, snuck into other uh, college football uh, stadiums <laughs> around, the, around the U.S. Please. That's right. Or... You could send us your own untranslatables, or if you have any tips or tricks to learn a new language, please send it our way. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so, Jared, you know, you, you brought up being in New Orleans. You know, it sounds like you had a lot of fun there, and, it, it you know, it's always great during the summer to, you know, try to travel somewhere new, get to enjoy a new place. What other kinds of things have you been up to this summer, since summer is sadly slowly coming mm. to an end? Well, I did go to Chicago right before we started this podcast. That mm. was fun. What were you doing in Chicago? Uh, just hanging out with uh, with friends. It was just a vacation. I went to the beach. That was the, I don't think I'd ever been to the beach in Chicago. I mean, I bet I'd walked across it, but I've never actually like experienced the beach. I'm surprised uh, you so didn't. Nice. You haven't jogged across it. I have. That's what I'm saying. But oh, I mean, okay. I actually right. went there like. As a, used as a beach goer. Intent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Not as someone running by it. Right. Um, so that was fun. Uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty uh, chill summer, I would say. I'm trying to think of okay. other things I did. And I can't even think of anything. Not, nothing you, out you, of the ordinary, at least. You know what's interesting, Jared? So you, you said, you know, you'd probably describe it as a chill summer. So I just got done teaching one of my uh, ESL classes. Right. And I would always ask my students to try to summarize like their weekend or if they were talking about like a movie they liked, I would always try to challenge them and tell them to summarize it in one word. So you, you did that very nicely. A chill summer. Well, that's two words, but, uh, well, chill, chill. I guess is the word. Your summer yeah. was chill. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, I don't know. My summer has been, been crazy, man. It's just been busy, you know, uh, moving from, uh, you know, out of my apartment, I was living for, you know, almost four years. How, how was that? How did that feel? Were you sad to see it go? Yeah, you, like you know, riddance? I was. It was. I felt pretty at home where I was staying, and uh, it was nice to have my own place, uh, you know, not too far from MSU's campus. Right. Had a lot of, had a lot of 
memories there. And uh, it also was very close to my teaching jobs over the summer. Um, I was very fortunate to get to work with uh, some really, really good um, kids and teach them German. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's weird not having a, oh, one moment. Sorry. My girlfriend is trying to FaceTime, but, uh, we're already FaceTiming right now. So uh, that's going to have to wait for another day. There's only room um, for one. That's, that's right. That is right. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, it was, it was just nice, I guess, to kind of have my own place. I mean, you know, you've been, you've been out of your parents for a while now. Yeah. It's always an yeah. adjustment when you move back, you know. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. But, you kind of, you know, you, could be worse. kind of treat you like a kid a little bit, but you kind of have to take it. Right. Well, I, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you, you know what they, you know what they say? You're under, you're under their roof. Uh, you're in their rule. Uh, you know, you got to obey by <laughs> Is that what rules. they say, Chad? <laughs> that, that is. They're in. Uh, you're in sorry, your house. I'm, you play by I'm the get, rules. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting too distracted here. My bad. This is what happens when. See, I wish there was a way you could just turn. Well, maybe I could just turn off my phone. Maybe that—that's probably the. By the way, everyone, solution. I put my I put my phone on airplane mode, and I put my computer on do not disturb mode. So uh, Jared's a good podcast host. I, I, I wish I could say the same attention about on Chad, but Chad's uh, talking to ladies. She's ordering a pizza. That's right. From Papa John's, nonetheless. Actually, I, I prefer a crusty crab pizza myself. <laughs> it is the pizza for you and me. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes it is so uh you said you taught german and you taught esl that is correct were these these are two separate classes how old were these german teaching how old were these kids that you're teaching german so for to? german it was it was college uh well both were college level but i also got to teach like a german camp for kids i think they were age we had some young kids like four or five and a couple kids that were like 11 or 12 this was all this summer yeah, dude, it was. There was at one point where uh, I was. I had like three different jobs going on in the in the this week. In the words so, yeah. of uh, Pharrell, I'm a hustler, baby. That's right. I just I want tried. you to know. It ain't where I'm been. It's where I'm about to go. That's right. And where I'm about to go is across the pond, the uh, the big old pond, off That's to the true. Czech Republic. Well, by so. the time people are listening to this, you are across the pond. That is true. So welcome from the Czech Republic. Or as they say in the Czech Republic, Dobry den. Which means Dobry like, den. How right. do you say, um, okay, so a couple things about you going to the Czech Republic. Uh-huh. First of all, we're going to need a word of the pod, right? Oh, for sure. Because you should be learning words at a greater rate than we record podcasts. Ideally, yes, because otherwise that's two <laughs> words a week, and it's not doing too hot. Uh, so um, I, I cannot wait to have a check word of the pod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be add great. To my potty, polyglot collection. Or e- e- even more than just a check word of the pod, maybe like a um, fun little like uh, grammar. Oh, fun grammar. Like a fun grammar fact or like, oh, you know, if you put the E here, but then flip it around here. Then you're actually telling someone to go, right? You know, oh, I'm it. sure. I'm sure I'll find some some of those. I'm hoping I can find some like false cognates, because false cognates are always really funny. So Chad, I talked about um, going to Nylons, which you're not mm-hmm. supposed to say apparently, and uh, Chicago, and you talked about teaching a bunch of kids. What was like a highlight of your summer though? Well, was it to uh, teach a bunch of kids. 
I mean, that was one highlight, but it wasn't Ugh. the only highlight. Don't you worry. I got another highlight for you. And that okay. highlight is the actually two two highlights for you, and they are based in Cleveland, which is one, the no Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know, right? Actually, dude, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I really liked Cleveland. It's not too bad of a city. You know, I mean, but to be honest with you, the only reason I do that and you know why i do that because you're, you're from michigan, michigan. Well. yeah it's kind of just built in for people from michigan to make fun of ohio for it's no real really reason. it's really I funny they do the same thing don't they i don't know oh i'm sure they do in ohio are you kidding me <laughs> i think some of it probably stems from the football rivalries yeah i guess so probably i mean osu and u of m and also osu and msu those are all big games right right, right? right. so i feel like that's right. one thing uh, I think the other thing might even go way back historically, the fact that I don't know if you know this, but Michigan actually went to war against Ohio for Toledo and also for the Upper Peninsula. And Michigan obviously got the Upper Peninsula and Ohio got Toledo. I think we got the That's better a, deal off that. Oh, one, for but, sure. For sure. Right. They can have Toledo. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Toledo the UP is, is like gorgeous. A small, smaller to Detroit. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so anyway, so yeah, so I was in Cleveland and I was uh, fortunate enough to check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And also then uh the next day I stayed there, I went to the Cleveland Museum of Art, which was huge. When you went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one I told you you should get a plaque made and just put it up with your yep. name on it and Didn't do and that, didn't have time for the plaque. Thank you. Um, and then second, was there anything before you got there that you were like, I gotta, I gotta see this one or like, or like, uh, anything that really stuck out to you while you were there or any, any surprises like, Oh, I don't know. This person was in the rock and roll hall of fame. Well, well, Jared, let me, let me give you a tip and a trick since we are talking about tips and tricks this episode. Please. please. I try to go into any museum or I, I mean, I would consider the rock and roll hall of fame basically a museum as well. Probably um, of the greatest I, rock and roll people. Right. Right. I would go in there with no expectations because I think too many people like it's so funny if you talk to people who go to the Louvre and they see um, uh, the Mona Lisa because it's actually a fairly <laughs> small painting. Yeah. And so they're expecting to see. I think a lot of people expect to see this like giant mural or something and they go in and it's like not even like a have foot you been by there? foot. I have not. But I know I have. I, and it's it's crazy packed it's crazy packed. yeah just to see that t- i mean it's a beautiful painting but it's so tiny it's and not you need even to pack big. in there to see it like you gotta get close yep. to see it. yep <laughs> so yeah so i try to go into museums without any expectations because i feel like i think it's one thing to look forward to visiting a museum for whatever reason but i think some people go in there if you go into any anything especially artistic wise or, or like musical, and you go in with too many expectations, you're just going to be disappointed. Right. I didn't my drive thought, three hours to be disappointed. So, my thought was because you were uh, such a fan of the uh, of the genre. That's true. That you'd well, be like, oh, I can't wait to see. Um, well, you take a guess what I was super excited Morrissey. to see. You know, you probably know. Uh, I don't. Oh, what do you mean? Like, like which artist? Yeah, yeah. See, oh, okay. right there, you knew it. <laughs> Yeah, I was really. Does I was, he have like a shrine in that place? You know, it was. He has like a little section. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not nearly as big as Elvis or the Beatles. But I sadly don't think Hendrix. Well, Jimmy was wasn't as around popular. for that long. He right. Yeah. Right. He recorded, I think, for like three or four years, and that's it. 
Right. It's crazy, though, the amount of great music he put out in that yeah. short period of time. I mean, he wasn't around for that long, but that's all he was. I mean, other than, you know, drugs and stuff. That uh, <laughs> right. That's all he was doing was uh, playing guitar in that three in those three to four years. But yeah, right. Oh yeah, and I mean, what I a think, legacy, right? It's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I can't even imagine um, putting out all that crazy music in three to four years. But yeah, so Jimi Hendrix, that was really cool. Um, I was hoping that they'd have his uh, Stratocaster. He played at Woodstock. They did not. So see, I guess I did Do go you know with some <laughs> expectations. I don't know where that is. That's a that's a good question. But they did have his Flying V that he like painted himself, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, what, what was what's painted on there? It's like some like flowery pattern. It's pretty cool. Okay. Um, very very like late sixties kind of you know psychedelic a little. Um, but what was crazy, dude, is they had a bunch of his outfits from concerts. So that well, was interesting. A lot of flared uh, shirts. Oh, yeah. Large flared Oh, yeah, collars. for sure. Absolutely. Whenever and I think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I always think of uh, Tenacious D. When they uh, Was that where they were at, where they were breaking into the Hall of Fame? It, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Could Maybe be. Maybe not. I don't know. It's, we'll, it's set up way different in the movie than it is in real life. In real life, you start kind of in the basement, and you kind of start with – early rock and roll like what was really cool is the first couple things you see are um like muddy waters telecaster which was really cool okay. um freddie king's es335 it's like a beautiful gibson guitar um ES335. yep they're beautiful that they're, sounds like they're a like, lexus they're like a hollow body um then they also had john lee hooker's guitar there um so those are like blues greats um they had all sorts of stuff they had pretty decent sized beatles section oh i'm um, sure they i'm sure they had a nice little a, a corner right and then they what them. what was interesting though is they also had some contemporary stuff and these are artists that aren't yet in the rock and roll hall of fame i'm sure they will be i found out one of the rules actually to get inducted is it has to be 25 years after your first like record came out or song or whatever Okay. First of all, they make the rules, but uh, right. So the rules can be almost whatever you want them to be. But that's what their current rules are. So like technically, okay. like Taylor so Swift, she had stuff in the museum, but she's not an inductee yet. I don't believe because, I mean, her first like hit singles came out when we were in high school, right? And we're not that old. I mean, she she and herself is only like twenty five or twenty. So there, you, there you go. Yeah. yeah. What what do they consider rock and roll? That's the I other mean, that's thing. Been talked about that's a, a lot, great I'm question. Sure. That's a great question, Jared. What I what I really like is they use a very loose interpretation of rock and roll, I think. I think they basically use basically any music that has influenced or been influenced by rock and roll is what they have cuz they had a little wall with like um they had well, uh, a sweater everything. that was that was a um notorious BIG sweater. They had some stuff from Jay Z, I think, from Tupac. So right, if you go all the way back to like blues and stuff, that that I mean, that's just about everything. That's in modern day music. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they had some. I think Ice Cube has already been inducted. It could also be that Doctor. I think Doctor Dre was also in there too, maybe. So, what about like a Snoop Dogg? He, I don't know. He, if not, uh, I should have nominated him because actually, what's another cool feature of the museum? It's with your wristband, you can like go to this kiosk and and type in an artist to nominate for your 
who who you want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So really? that's kind of cool. Yeah. Let's nominate ourselves. We'll be the first podcast nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Ooh, Fame. Ooh, all right. 25 years from now when we're killing it. Right. I got to uh, – then I – you know what? We, we would technically need to have more music on our pod, so let me write some cool riffs. Yes. And we'll just – there we go. Because it's weird. They have a couple different categories for uh, – like people, they have one for like musical artists. They have one for like uh, people behind the scenes in the studios or managers. Like basically, to me, it seems like anyone who has a significant enough contribution or influence on the music industry could, in theory, be voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I guess. Right. So that's what I'm saying. We'll be the rock and roll of podcasts. We'll be right. so big and we'll change the game. That's right. That they'll be like, well, rock and roll, like this podcast has reinvented what rock and roll means. The rock and the rock and pod award. The rock and pod. The award. rock and pod I don't award. Want it anymore. That sounds you, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard you heard it here first, Jared. Oh my god, that's too funny. So then uh, the art. What's that? Like, what kind of stuff does Cleveland? Uh, what kind of art do they get? So one of my well, one of the favorite um, pieces of art I saw there was they had some um, Asian and Islamic art. They actually had like a sarcophagus of a pharaoh, which was pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Could you see actually the mummy form or was no, it in the no. uh, cask? Is that I a sarcophagus? Feel, is that what the cask I've, is? Yeah, it's just the cast, okay. the cask or whatever. And, but there's uh, a mummy in there, right? It, it's open. It was open, so you oh. could see the inside of it. No mummy? Because um, there was artwork on the inside of it too, dude. It was really cool. Okay. Um. Well, see, see, Jared, if you had the mummy in there, then then you're in the wrong museum because it's an art museum, not like a history museum. Right, right. You got to keep your types of museums. Right. You know, you know what clear. that? Yep, yep. But uh, but yeah. So the Asian art was really cool. They obviously that was Egyptian. They had some other Islamic art. They had this really cool door that was like blue and it had Arabic written all over it. Kind of random. Sorry, but this door really cool. was a, was a. It looks really all right. Hold up, hold up, bro. Here, I will show you the picture. I want you to describe it for our listeners. Because so, what what is your? Uh, are you gonna uh, send it to me? No, I'm I'm just gonna show it to you. I'm gonna, okay. Are you, you just gonna can, hold it up? All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be gangster like that and just hold. What it up is for your you. um, like museum traveling habit? Because I, uh, don't handle uh. Okay, I'd call it more than just a door. Well, what yeah, does, obviously. It's so almost, door it's with including like, like the do you call the threshold? I think so, yeah. Okay, and then it's, it's beautiful it's though, blue. isn't it? It is blue, beautiful, and, and it has white writing, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd actually call that more of like a uh, not a mural, but a um, not a. Uh, uh, oh, dude! Um, one other thing too. Um, okay, would you call it a shrine? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a shrine. It's hard to call it a shrine without anything in there, you right. know. Like it's a sh- it's a shrine that someone ordered from Amazon. Right. But they have, they're yet to fill it with like uh whatever it is. All your Amazon Prime to. orders. Right. But uh yeah the it's other the, the other thing though I was fortunate enough to see also was the um a Christmas story house. You know the movie A Christmas Story, right? <laughs> the whole house. Yeah, they they the house is in Cleveland. And they have it like there, and you can tour it and everything. Why did you and your dad go on like the uh, my first Cleveland trip uh, trip tour? Why did we? Yeah, yeah. Wait, we so did. You you got that right. <laughs> um, just can you be- walk into the house? 
You can, but you got to pay. So we, we're kind of cheapskate. So we, we didn't. <laughs> I just it was I, I really it was one of those. It was one of those things where you just kind of say you could be there. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. I, I um, just wanted to know if the leg was in there. Oh, yeah, dude. The, you can, you can the... see it when you drive by. Okay. The leg, the leg lamppost is, is still there. I assume they sold it. And they, uh, well, and they have a gift shop. So you can buy. I saw they had an American flag one. I mean, they, probably they had a like rainbow one. Of those some, oh, yeah. And they were selling the BB gun that was in the movie, too. Oh, that was going to be the next one. Yep. And his pink Christmas pajamas, show. the bunny pajamas. <laughs> they sell those? Yeah, dude. Take those to my next furry convention. There you go. I um, Christmas Story was my go-to Christmas movie. I mean, TVS shoved it down our throats. Oh, for sure. without Because they play it for 24 hours every Christmas, right. and they still do. Yep. But uh, that has always been my go-to Christmas story. I remember a couple years ago, I watched that shit in July. Nice. Um. But yeah, it's a. Oh, sorry, it, I hit my mic. Uh, but it's a. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a great movie. But I it, don't know. It if is. I, I mean, I would drive by the house, especially to see the leg. Yeah, I mean, it's. It was just worth. Yeah, one of those things had to be there. But you had asked me earlier, Jared, why? Why did my dad and I kind of go on this little road trip to check out Cleveland? Um, I have for. I had a buddy of mine who I think in fourth or fifth grade went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And this was when I was starting to get really into music, and I didn't realize there was such a thing, and it blew my mind there was such a thing as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I had always wanted to go there, and uh, since I, well, I'm in the Czech Republic, as you're hearing this, um, I figured it would be good to travel somewhere else in the States in case, uh, you know, I don't have the chance for a little while. So Wow, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. How was yeah, the it was a close trip? drive. Yeah, three hours. Dude, it was crazy, though, on, on the way back on Saturday. No, Friday we came back. Uh, we drove, and it poured. And we were behind a couple semi-trucks. Everybody had their flashers on because it was pouring so hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was not ideal. Plus, I'm always a little paranoid. Like, if you drive wow. around in Ohio with Michigan plates, you go five over, they will pull <laughs> you over. That is true. Whenever I uh, drive through Ohio, especially on the turnpike, uh, I just set my cruise control to 70 or yep. 75 maybe if mm-hmm. I'm really feeling frisky. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. And I'll just uh, I'll just I'll just sit there because that is true. I don't know if it's I've, I don't, I've never been pulled over in Ohio, mm-hmm. but I've seen plenty of people pulled over there. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I've, there's always, I've been pulled over in Indiana, not Ohio. There's been a lot of uh, Ohio talk about how much we hate each other, but there's there always has been the the um, the uh, what's the lit myth myth seems too much. What myth? The, like like that. Um, if you have Michigan plates, you're way you're way more likely to get pulled over in Ohio. I feel like that that myth has a little bit of truth to it. You know, stereotypes are there is some <laughs> truth to some stereotypes. Jerry, I guess we talk about this. Maybe because uh, they assume that people are less likely to come back for court. So numbers wise, it just makes more sense. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I, I would agree. Say. I would agree. I have no idea because I follow the law. Because I'm a, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a good American. You're a good citizen, yes, right. sir. Speaking of being a good citizen, I got my license renewed tonight today. Nice. And I had to go to the DMV, the dreaded DMV. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I went up to the thing, and I had something you call a camera card, which means you have to go to the line and get your picture taken, and they give you your ID. Right. And so I, I get there, 
and I say, I'm uh, renewing my, my license, and she tells me to fill out a form and go sit down. And I sat there for about 45 minutes, which was, uh, in, my, you know, in my head, I'm like, that's not that bad. And I went up there, and she's like, um, what are you, what are you, what are you uh, doing here? And I was like, I'm oh, renewing my license. <laughs> she's like, why are you in this line? And I was like, because that's what my ticket says, because I had like a number. I was like, I'm F229. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm in this line. She's like, you have a camera card. You're already done. You just have to go to that line right there and get a picture taken. Ah, that's funny. And she's like, why would you come to this line? I was like, I told the lady I was renewing my license. What do you mean? Why? I like, <laughs> she, like, I understand it's a mistake, but why are you blaming me? Like, she was like, kept on asking why you. I was like, I don't know. Customer is always wrong, Jared. And so I went back there and uh, to the lady. And I was like, oh, I, uh, like, I was told that I just need to go here. Because she's like, oh, you have your camera card? Why did you tell me to, you were renewing your license? I was like, why, like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I didn't, I didn't think about that. And then um, it was ending out in like 10 minutes. So I was in there for like an hour, but I really had to be there for like 10 minutes. Nice. So that's kind of on me, I guess. But it made me wonder if um, like those, because the DMV jokes at this point are cliche. Oh, for and sure. And I always, I, it did make me wonder as I was sitting there for 45 to 50 minutes, <laughs> um, if, um, those jokes translated to other countries. Like, do they have the mm. same thing? But I've never had to get a license in another country. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like jokes about waiting places for sure would probably uh, span uh, different l- linguistic and cultural borders. Right. That doubt. makes sense. Yeah, I guess people are Without slow everywhere. Right. Especially, I feel like bureaucracy can definitely take its merry time. Especially the, the Italians. Right. <laughs> I feel like isn't the isn't the stereotype? I don't know that, why I that, said that. That was so mean. Aren't there aren't there stereotypes though about like all sorts of different places where they're either like late or like they just like take their time? Oh one, yeah. One stereotype I like is like when there's a stereotype about a country where they take their time to enjoy their meal and like socialize a little. Yeah, I like that too. I yeah. like that too. I'm a slow eater in general, so that right. that suits my uh my style. And I, I like drinking copious amounts of wine. You can't go wrong with that. That also suits sure. my style. But I feel like too, it's it's just I always feel really rushed when I'm eating in the United States. I don't know if it's because I'm always I feel like I'm always busy or I always have something I should be doing. When I'm in Europe, although I still have stuff to do, I never like feel guilty, especially if I'm with like Germans or Austrians and we're like just hanging out and like talking and having some really good food and maybe a couple tasty little little beershins and uh Well in general, the vibes in restaurants are completely different. Because in America, that's true. A, they, they expect to get more than one person into that table at that night, at, at more than one person into that table that night. Right. But in Europe, or you know, most other places, but not even besides, not even just Europe, there's um, I just know that the best. They just um, like it's more of a this is your table for the night rather right. than. What was uh, it like in Tanzania? Um, I never went to any legitimate restaurants. Okay. So I ate in the hotel, but that was not real. That was not really a restaurant. Okay. And then I ate in the hotel. Uh, I ate at two different hotels. I ate in the hotel in the big city, which was a normal hotel, but mm-hmm. still it was in a hotel. And, uh, so it was, it was normal pace, a little slower, but normal pace, slower in, 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 in not, not slow, but more in the, like the European, what you, they'd be used to slow. Right. But not, not slow or anything. Um, and then the other, ho- the other hotel was like in the village and that was, um, not even really, uh, that was 
Uh, it, although that was slower, that was not really. You could, that's it's hard to compare that to like a normal restaurant. Gotcha. Um, but I didn't go to many uh, restaurants. But yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I mean, there was definitely not the same rushing attitude like you'd get in uh, Applebee's, for example. Right. Well, d- Where they well, like, d- put, put their check down without you asking. Right. And then my favorite thing is they 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 always say the same thing, no rush, or they say no hurry. But the checks aren't even put down. Right. It's like, if you need anything, let me know. It's like, well, you already put the check down. What do you mean if right. I need anything else? That would be really funny. Just be like, yeah, actually, could I get another, uh, another meal, please? I've done that before. Really? Okay. I've, I mean, I, th- I think I've, I've probably been somewhere and, like, they've done that. I was like, uh, do you want any dessert as they're putting down the check? It's like, actually, I do. I'll take the carrot cake, please. <laughs> Take that check back too while you're at it. <laughs> right? Just order everything for dessert. I just be like, you know what? Actually, I think I'm gonna stay here a couple more hours. If I'll you have could some just chicken, chicken nuggets, carrot cake, a filet mignon, a salad, some dessert wine, there some red wine, or or maybe a, a little uh, what do they call it? Digestif. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A little yeah, yeah. schnapps or like something after your meal. Yeah. Ooh, uh, grappa is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go well, what's the difference between an aperitif and a digestif? One's before the meal, one's after the meal. Okay, so one's it, okay. To, yeah, one's supposed to help, like, I don't know, the initial, like, when you're eating. You know, that's why you I have believe it before. what they call that would be that. That digestion. would be the aperitif. Yeah. The aperitif, I believe they'd call a palate cleanser. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... I'm not, I'm not doing any research, right. so I, I could also just be pulling that side of my ass, but at the very <laughs> least, it sounds good. It does. I mean, it's yeah, a palate cleanser, too, you know, right? just just to have a baseline drunkenness and clear out the mouth a little bit. Right. And then the j- digestive is to help you uh, help you digest help. all your food. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. before that. That's before you get to dessert and coffee. Finally, I think that's I got true. it. Sorry. There's oh, nice. Fly in there. Flying around or something. Oh, got to like get those little buggers. And uh, I think I got it. I can't tell. You definitely got to get those little buggers. It was annoying me. It was just in my face. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the coffee and then mm-hmm. some sort of cake or something. Or wait, which oh, one's man, first, delicious. the cake or the coffee? I mean, I feel like you get them at the same time, don't you? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Maybe I just haven't been to as many classy establishments hey, as you chart. Report, report back. Uh, I will. Uh, we'll have <laughs> to do some on the road again. Dude, it'd be crazy. to. Uh, oh, that You probably couldn't do that, but it'd be crazy to try to film a podcast or record a podcast in a coffee house or like a cafe. We could do that. Could we though? You don't think that like, it would, we we'd have he, to do the, it probably. In, uh, I don't know. The only thing we would have to do, is it would it wouldn't take. It, I mean, the only thing it would take is our own bravery to sit in a cafe holding microphones. True. Because it's easy. Right. The, the actual. I mean, uh, our setup is 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 portable as hell. I just I just That's traveled true. to Louisiana and did it like it was no big deal, right. and it sounded the exact same. Right. Our only technical issues were Brad, which are good technical issues. I'd right, say. and he won't be there. Like. I, I, we, <laughs> although we would see him like st- looking out the window from the bar in a Czech Republic or a restaurant, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. We could definitely do it. It would just be our our own boldness. We'd have to sit in the corner somewhere, right? And a high and, and or interesting, just yeah. Be proud. I'm gonna have to seek out some places now and see. That'd be interesting. We would have some ambiance, right? We were here. Uh, I, oh man, I don't have any like tinking noises. Not the not the same ambiance as the uh, good old cuckoo clock at uh mom and papa's uh no no but don't worry i I got it i got it oh yes good (laughs) sir and you know what time it is jared Uh, yeah i think i think i do i just heard the cuckoo of the uh 
untranslatable cuckoo clock. That's right, good sir. So uh, uh, I want you to get started today. I want to try to guess these, see if I all can right. get some more hand I went all over the place. I found some, uh, Ooh, I found some right. fun translations. Oh, nice. Uh, even less fun will be my butchering of various languages. The <laughs> first one is Romanian. Okay. And the phrase is kababasi uh, mitralira. Kababasi mitralira. No idea. And that literally means like an old lady with a machine gun. Really? Like an old lady? Ooh, watch out. <laughs> um. Sunny. How do I work this thing? Grandma! I'm not sure. Put that um, thing down. What What do you think? What do I think? Well, I know what the answer is, Chad. Uh, well, well, Jared, <laughs> give, give me that answer. Uh, it's a person that or object that is massively, excuse me, massively unsuited for the job at hand. Oh, so that's why it's that like a grandma sense. holding yeah, a machine gun. It's like you can't handle that big old thing. That's true. Unless grandma's a trooper, then you never know. Right. Or unless your grandma's like 40, you know? That's also true. <laughs> Which can happen. It can. Absolutely. All right. But I like that. Like an old lady with a machine gun. That is a good one. That's another good one I could use. I would. You could totally pull that at worst. Johnson's you see somebody, like an old lady with <laughs> right? a machine gun. <laughs> right. Poor old Johnson. <laughs> like no, an old lady not with poor a Johnson. Gun. He's slowing us down. Right. Johnson. Johnson, put that down. <laughs> well, Jared... I sadly have two of them that actually were given to me by a good German friend of mine. Um, Why is that sad? Is, is your friend? Well, because you will probably know what both these mean. Oh, I well, I'll give say you. Your friend was like, uh, you know. No, she's doing good. She oh. she's good. <laughs> but I I've been reaching out to some of my um, you know native speaker, foreign language speaker friends, you know Germans or or a couple others in Spanish, and trying to get some of their own original untranslatables and oh, so nice. Uh, nice. yeah just because i've been doing some googling and i've been finding a lot of the same ones i don't want to be too predictable Brad's so out, bread i can't right this is not a habit we can get into chad's out here doing boots on the ground work i, I like that's it. that's right gotta gotta do my best you better believe i'm gonna get some good recordings of people in the czech republic saying these words properly so i don't butcher the language oh by the way let me know what you think of this okay uh, i considered uh, making stickers that say untranslatable podcast on them and just walking around the city and sticking them on shit everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Good way to win that's a lot like of a frenemies financial, right there. That's like a financial investment that it's like, I mean, I'll do it. But like, what if I do it? It's like, all right, I got, I, I don't know. I'm not going to do it anything. Like, that's I'm not some do it serious on boots like, on the window. ground right there. I'm not going to do it on someone's car window. It'll be on like poles and stuff. It won't, it won't, I, I'm not going to like, you know, put it on, uh, someone's face or something. I mean, that's where I would put them because they're uh, literally a walking advertisement. But I, 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 that has been floating through my head. Let me know what you think. All right, we'll we'll have to ones. we'll have to have an untranslatable <laughs> little untranslatable business meeting and uh, go yeah. over some of these things. But Jared, I want to tell you this business meeting is important to me and is definitely not uh, vushed. Oh, das ist vushed. Mir I do vushed. know what that one means. I know das you know what it vushed. means. But it's from from one of one of our listeners out there, one of a, a friend of mine. So, uh, can you explain to our audience what it means? Wurst? It is a good one. It is a good. It one. is. It's great. Well, wurst is just a different way of saying wurst, which is mm -hmm. a sausage or you know bratwurst or something like that, which mm -hmm. is also a sausage. Mm -hmm. And so, what 
the phrase das ist mir Wurst literally means is that is me sausage. <laughs> that is sausage to me. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, I guess that would be the actual translation. Yep. That is sausage to me, mm-hmm. uh, which just means uh, that doesn't matter. Yep, or I don't care. Right, or, yeah, right. It doesn't matter to me. Do you know why that is, Jared? Can you give I have me no idea. I have no idea. You don't have any guesses on why they say that? That's just sausage to me. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it just because it's generic? Like it's nothing special? Yeah, it's because sausage is such a s- staple, I feel like, in traditional German and Austrian diets, you know? So it's almost it's almost similar to the uh, the Italian one where it's I know my chickens or what, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like chicken is, is such a staple of our diet. Right, that, uh, that you know how to. Yeah, it's, it's just exactly. it's it's don't don't question me. It's obvious, but that's right. different. There, you although that saying's different. It, yeah, it has a different saying meaning. Means it's obvious. But right, the German one means it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because yeah, it's such a regularity. Yeah, I mean the amount of times, I and I love getting, I love getting my Wurst at the Girl Wurstelstand, right on the side of the street. Usually. Back in the day, I was getting, you know, I could get a brat or, you know, a, a currywurst or something else, and it we, would be two to three euros, pretty cheap usually. We talked about trunchies a while ago. Do we bring what? those up? Uh, no, I, I believe briefly, but I, I don't know if we. Um, but my question: What is a uh, Czech bre- a drunchie that's not that donuty thing? Is there anything savory in the Czech Republic? Yeah. Um, like kind of like donut, or what do you mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's not like a sweet desserty kind of. Drenching. Oh yeah, I mean they have they have. Uh, well, I don't know what they do for street food yet, but I will let me do my homework. I need about three to four months of research, Jared, Boots on, on this. Boots on the yeah. ground. Boots on the Yeah. So I I hope you're taking notes on that. So I'll do some research. We'll definitely have to do an updated drunchies list at some point. That's for sure. But yeah, so that's uh, that's my first untranslatable for you. Vorscht. I knew you. I knew you knew it, so that's why I prefaced right. it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah. So just just for everyone else out there, f- feel free. Please send us some of your good untranslatables. Uh, we'd love to share them on our podcast. By the way, I just typed in Czech street food into Google Images. Mm-hmm. They seem to like sausages as well. Nice. I'll have to find out if they have a similar phrase in Czech. Maybe they do. Um. We'll have to yeah. find out. Yeah. Well, you're going to be a uh, polyglot soon, so we'll get to that. That is true. I got Slowly another Romanian for it, one for Ooh, you. All right. Let's this do one it. also. This one also paints quite the picture. Um, Siadat cutesla in coie. Okay. What What do those words mean individually? Might have fucked up that last word. Uh-oh. That second word. The first. Oh, watch third, out. First or first <laughs> fourth word. All All of them. <laughs> Uh, hit your own testicles with a claw hammer. Oh dear lord! Wow. So is this like your, your, not like you're adding insult to injury, but like you're you're shooting your own foot or your, you know what I mean? Like you're, ooh, shooting All yourself right. in the foot. Okay. Yep. I thought we had a similar. Okay. It's, it's just a more aggressive way of saying shooting yourself in the foot. Rather, sh- ra- which okay. Oh shit. <laughs> Here, here's Ivor. Would you rather for you? Uh, oh, okay. Would you rather shoot yourself in the foot with mm-hmm. just your standard, uh, let's say, like a twenty-two? Yes, twenty-two. Okay. So it's gonna go through, 
but it's not going to like blow your foot off. Okay. Ooh. Um, or would you rather testicles in the claw hammer? Is that where you hit yourself with, with in the? Yeah, of course. Ooh, ooh. Probably shooting myself in the foot. I agree. I agree. Well, wait, wait. Here, here's the thing though. That idiom doesn't say how hard you have to hit your testicles. So in theory, could not just you, tap them. No, no, see, that's can't, of can't course. Cheat yeah, like this that? Is not, okay. yeah, can't cheat like that. What's Damn. the point of this whole would you rather? If it's that's like true. all you have to do is just graze. <laughs> right. Well, see, I, I say that because I saw this funny post online where this where somebody said, Would you stomp like basically stomp on this dog for you know a million dollars? This guy was like I'll stomp on my neighbor's dog for free. <laughs> well, he also attacked you, so that was a traumatic experience, Jared. But uh but so and this guy said, "Well, y'all never said how hard I had to had to stomp on him. So I'm gonna tap him right on the head and give the little homie, you know, like a thousand dollars." Yeah. See that? Just yeah. That's not that's not how I. Nope. My I'm games. gonna shoot myself in the foot, Jared. Which one would you? You know what I would do? do? I would shoot myself in the foot, but I would grow out my I would grow out my uh, big toenail for a couple months, and then shoot <laughs> that. That's my okay. Ooh, that's my loophole. By the way, I didn't, kill, I didn't okay. kill the bug. It's really annoying me. Uh oh. Uh-oh. You realize after you kill it, you gotta hit that ham horn. I know, but while, I thought I killed it before. While you're focusing on that, Jared, I'm gonna give you another German one. That give I me think another you one know. before I hit myself in the testicles with the. Well, Jared, horn. don't be a Vaishai. That's all I have to say. I say that again. Don't be a Vaishai. Okay, so I is egg. Uh huh. And Vaish. Vaish. Poached like, egg. Like your pillow can be Vaish. Um. Your teddy teddy bears are vice. Soft. There you go. Uh huh. Don't be a soft egg. Uh huh. Don't be boring. Don't be a uh, Buzz no, Killington. Not a Buzz Killington. More like just don't be a wimp. Don't be so soft. Okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a hard boiled egg because I'm a hard boiled man. That's true. So does that mean just because I like soft boiled eggs, I'm a soft boiled man? Is that what that means? No, sure? I actually think uh, people that like hard boiled eggs are more soft boiled people. Could be. <laughs> that tends to be the case, I feel like, you know. I got to fix my mic. I'm sorry. I hate to do this. You're but good. Gonna, I'm going to make some noise. You have it's to. Bothering me. I feel like, though, you have to. Uh, yeah, if you have that hard egg exterior, you use, you're, it's usually because you're a softie inside. <laughs> you know? I am a softie inside. You I know? We, I think we both are. I give off this, this rough and tumble exterior, but I, 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 you can hug me. Actually, I take that back. Don't hug. Me. Don't 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 hug. Um, so my next one is Spanish, specifically from Cuba, Ooh. specifically originating from the Caribbean. Chupar al rabo a la utia. Chupar al rabo a la utio. I can't. I can't. Utia. Excuse me. I can't do the rolling of the R. Can you tell me what the words mean? Uh, to suck on the tail of a rodent. Ooh, it's giving me lots of pretty imagery. Oh man, to suck on the tail of rodents. Um, I don't it's know. a simple phrase. Okay, is that when uh, you're like? Is it like when you're like kind of kissing up? Or no, 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 no. Like no, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, all no, all it means is to get drunk or someone that loves to drink, someone that loves to suck on the tail of a rodent. Really? Or this person's really sucking on the tail of this rodent. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Sucking on the tail of the rodent. Well, That's I got gross. I got only one one more for you, Jared. Okay. It's Japanese. 
And it is Bo- Boketo. Boketo. I don't know. But I always like when I hear the Japanese ones because they're short. Right. But they but they say so much with so I know. little. I know. Which is really great. <laughs> so uh, let me guess mm-hmm. then. The, me, Boketo would then mean. Let me see if. Hold up. Let me. Sorry. I didn't have my usual three to four months of research. One's realization that time is a mere construct and life is greater than any uh Did you one just person. Google it? No, I did not. I was we were just joking about how the Japanese ones always uh Wow dude, there are a lot of untranslatables on Urban Dictionary. I know we joke about this, but Other um, language ones? Yeah, I just looked this up and I it, never look for untranslatables on Urban Dictionary. I I'm I'm aware, but I typed it in to try to find more information. What did you type in? It. Untranslatable? No, I typed in bo- Boketo. Oh. Um, it's and it, sadly, see, that's the problem with with some of these. Those like when you have like a phrase and a word, instead of like certain number of phrases to make like an idiom, it's harder because you you know you have to guess what this one thing means. Um, but here, let me let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you what Urban Dictionary says, Jared. Well, do you have any more guesses before I tell you? <laughs> I thought my first guess was pretty good. <laughs> wasn't bad, but it means to gaze vacantly into the distance without thinking. Okay. You know that stare where you where you where people people are like, "What are you staring at?" And you're like, "I don't even know." Right. Sometimes I do that though when I'm really getting in my head, like if I'm. Like thinking about a lot of stuff, I'll just kind of zone it out. It kind of feels good sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Boketto can be pretty nice, I would say. Yeah. And let me just read you the. Oh my God. Urban Actu- Dictionary, a- everyone. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to read you the the example sentence. I'm going to give can you. Can I a take different- a guess? Sure. Go ahead. Does it involve uh, um, fellatio? It it well kind of. Let me just say it was posted in December 10th, 2015 by a guy or girl named Wimpy who goes by Wimpy Masochist. Oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, okay, you wrote it. Wimpy Masochist. That's one of my many pseudonyms online. Right. Wimpy Masochist. Okay. So, all right. Well, Wimpy not- Masochist sounds like they're into some fun times. They are, and I'll I'll read it to you now. I guess even though I said I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> here it says the uh, the D left her in Boketo for many hours. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. It is but pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like why do you use that? I feel like you could use so many. Like you could use so many other definitions, but of course that's what somebody writes. Right? <laughs> of course, it's Urban Dictionary, right? Of course, it goes oh, straight to the D. Who who actually <laughs> goes on there and and like writes these things? Oh my gosh, that's so. I funny. more imagine someone actually saying that to their friends. Man, right? I love this girl in Boketto. <laughs> you have still, to use. She's still just sitting on my sofa right now, staring into the distance. Right, it's been three days. You're gonna have to use that in the future. It's like in Harry Potter where they're all where they're uh, in that. Fir- was it the first one where they're uh, frozen? I have no idea. I'm the I'm the wrong dude to ask about Harry I'm not Potter. A, I'm not really a Harry Potter fan either. So yell at us for that, people, because I'm sure everyone that's listening to this probably is. Right. You got any more untranslatables for me today, Jay? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, this one's going to be another tough one to say. Okay. Slon. Oh, it's Polish. Slon nastapil sina uchuo. 
I, I tried no to idea. add my own little flair to it, but I think I fucked it up regardless. <laughs> Man, you should have told me you had a Polish one. I got some Polish friends that could have. That's true. But, uh, hmm. Well, what do the words mean? Did an elephant stomp on your ear? <coughs> Did an elephant stomp on your ear? Can you give me, like, an example? You gave some um, solid examples on one of our last episodes, so. I'm trying to test you a little bit. Um, you know, everyone's been talking about uh, Aretha Franklin's passing. Pour some out, you know, pour some out. That's obviously oh, still sad. Sure. We gave a tribute on last episode, but still sad tribute. We didn't wasn't a tribute. We just said, uh, <laughs> hey, but anyway, she was well um, worth the discussion. Anyways, everyone's talking about Aretha Franklin's passing, but I think the real queen of soul is Taylor Swift. Whoa, whoa. Did an, Did an elephant, elephant just stomp on your ear? Okay. So that means, like, are you crazy? Uh, a little bit more specific. It means having no ear for music. Oh, ooh, I like that. Having no yeah. ear for music. Okay. We all know what that means, by the way. By the way, say say goodbye, because that's uh, quickly going away. That's an authentic, untranslatable right there. Does it actually pick up in the recording? I can hear it. Okay. Either way, you got that. If I can hear it, I think the people can hear it. I hope they do. (laughs) Yes, to all our listeners out there, this will be the last um, untranslatable filmed or filmed, I guess, recorded (laughs) at uh, at the uh, at the Papa and Mama Chad Pad. So uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them for letting me record it here. Appreciate it. You're you're um, now in. That's it's crazy. I mean, in the space time continuum, you're currently in Czech Republic. It is. It's wild. You know. just sitting here on the ninth floor, looking out at the mountains, and it's pretty great, man. I can't complain. You're gonna be, you're gonna be on about day four at that point, and you're still gonna be in that early period where you're terrified every time you go to try to speak to people. Oh, that's because true. Because you're not gonna, you're still gonna barely know shit. Right, but you know there are some tips and tricks that you can use to get over those feelings. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, first of all, what have you been using personally? Because you're uh, how prepared? How, how what 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 level do you think you're at right now as far as your check goes? Oh man! Well, first of all, I mean level. It's still beginner. I'm well, sure. Well, but. well, for sure, without a doubt. But first of all, I'm gonna back that up, Jared, and just recap for all of our listeners out there. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping the, the gun. Oh, you're good. That's it's been it's been that kind of day, man. <laughs> jumping the gun all over the place. Uh, but that's another story for another time. Anyways, um. So our episode today is focused on the tips and tricks uh, to learn another language. And as Jared just mentioned, I, uh, yes, have been dealing with um, trying to use my very limited Czech vocabulary to uh, do all sorts of just basic survival things, right? You need to go to the grocery store. Maybe you don't know where something is. Um, Order a liquid bread every now and again somewhere. Exactly. Some, well, Czech is a good, the Czech Republic is a great place for some high-quality liquid bread. I can tell exactly. you that much, my friend. Exactly. But some of, some of the tips and tricks, um, well, I'm lucky enough that right now I am immersed in the language and the culture, right? So I have a lot of opportunities for input, which is actually my first tip for everyone out there. How are listening. you immersed in the language? Well... Uh, basically wherever I am, if I turn on a TV, 
unless I'm watching BBC for some reason, um, the language on the television will be Czech. Oh, you mean once you're there? I think you meant right yeah. now. Well, well, I am there, Jared. So what, what can right, I right, say? Right, 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 right. But uh, I'm the space-time continuum is really throwing me off. It's here. difficult, man. It really is. <laughs> How's the weather? Well, how is the weather actually? It's it's good. It's it's uh, this summer has been one of the hottest summers that uh, they've had in the Czech Republic. Well, that's because uh, the world's ending in general. But well, true. I that's mean, another of course. episode. Hey, you know, we're here for a good time, not for a long time, right? Isn't that what they say? <laughs> but yeah. Check so my, my so anyways, profile. my first tip is yeah, get lots of input, and what I mean by input is just hearing, seeing, reading the language in right. any chance you have, right? So. And that's why I think both of our uh, German skills are fairly good is because of our opportunities we've had in the past, you know, living in Germany, living in Austria. I got to admit, it took me a minute to adjust to Austrian German when we went to Vienna. Yeah, but I, I think also it didn't take that long. I mean, it took me a minute, too. Like the first night we were there. Uh, one, it had been a while since we'd spoken mm-hmm. to uh, spoken in German to actual German people. Right. And two, we had never experienced that dialect before. Right. So there are two things working against us. Oh, yeah. But I, but I think we also very quickly picked it up. Well, and it to became be, very to be, natural. It did, but, <clears throat> excuse me. But to be honest, it took me almost a month, I would say, to really okay. be able to understand it. And also not only understand it, but kind of see what the. Uh, what they were doing with the language, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that in Austrian German, you can drop, like, if you say I, ich, Austrians can just say E. I didn't even know that. Real? Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, so, for example, the, the most famous Austrian and also Bavarian sentence, I think, is Ich mag dich, I like you, and Austrians and Bavarians say Imokti. Okay, yeah, I'm, I actually have heard it when you, yeah. Like, okay. you'll see that on, like, the Lebkuchen hats and the, like, um, gingerbread hearts they sell for, like, Oktoberfest. You'll see that written on them and stuff. So, yeah, that's okay. my first tip, though, <laughs> is, is input. Input everywhere. Right. Um, so what are, what are some of your personal favorite go-to inputs? Uh, inputs? <laughs> I think it would be inputs, but uh, um, usually my favorite. Inputs. Well, what, what do you think my favorite is, Jared? You know me pretty well. What, uh, Pornography. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, music, <laughs> music? Yes, most likely music. Have you listened to any Czech music? I have. Uh, thank thank uh, Spotify for that because I found quite a few different Czech playlists. We'll definitely right. feature some as songs of our pod, but sadly today we have uh, uh, another German one for you all, not We're, a Czech one. We'll, okay, well, I have We're a little biased we'll, we'll, for German. We'll talk about that when we get to the song of the pod. Right. Um Podcast is another good one, like untranslatable podcast for anyone trying to become a polyglot. Yes, sir. That's the good thing true. about the untranslatable podcast is everyone in the world can listen to it because it's not just for learning a specific lang- language. Right. It's we'll just sharing people in, people in the polyglots. Right. We're just trying to share the the beauties uh, of languages all over the world. That is for sure. But yeah. yeah so so if you want to learn any of those beautiful languages around the world, the, the first thing I would tell you is. You need to expose yourself to it in any way possible. So if you're not living in the country, because sadly not all of us have the opportunity to, to just, you know, up and go somewhere for a year or 
a couple weeks or a month We're not or however as lucky long. as Chad. That's that's true. What can I say? Um, I am lucky, but uh, you got you got to work hard too. I think. But anyways, no, you um, earned it. But uh, the other thing too with uh, input is my other tip for you is it also has to be somewhat comprehensible input. So what I mean is, if you in theory were to just drop somebody, you know, in a country where they didn't know any of the language. I guarantee you they could pick up some words here and there based on context, but they couldn't just turn on a TV maybe, or maybe a better example is they couldn't listen to a radio, um, you know, something on the radio or even a podcast and be able to follow along if they have no language knowledge whatsoever of the language. Right. So you need you to know, have a little bit of a basis. Yeah. I, I'm someone that once, as we've said, I, I speak German pretty well, but I'm by no means fluent. And I like to listen to, podcast every now and again I, there's one that i used to like but i lost it and i can't remember what the okay. name of it was but then i also i, I read books every now and again I, I keep a couple by my bed oh nice uh, two of them you'll recognize because you gave them to me oh nice this one. Oh, that's a good one yep die Reuber, Friedrich yes. schiller that's a classic one what's that sir? oh urfaust yeah yes. very nice by uh goethe and I also have this one, which is a, a collection of short stories. But this is actually oh, nice. a British dude. Okay. But they're in German. Nice. And what I like at least about my level is that, like, I'm always – I'm consistently nervous that um, I'm going to lose a German because I never use okay. it. So uh, at the very least, what I like to do is I keep those by my bed. And even though I don't – like, uh, like I don't have to know every word to at least just read it and keep it in my head, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm also at, a like, a – or like I can at least understand context a little better, but but I think that that's like it, it like it is always like a lot of, about consistency and just like keeping mm-hmm. inputs going in your head, and that's what literally what I'm doing is the minimum that I that you can do. Right. But it does give me some peace of mind to at hey, least make me. And a minimum's better than nothing, you know. That's true. That's I true. also I guess my second tip would be um, kind of piggybacking on what you mentioned with consistency. I think you need to use the language. Um, every day and and have the language have some use in your life what I mean by that is if you want to just learn something because it's cool I mean that's great and you might be able to learn some basic stuff but I think to really keep you going to the point where you can really become fluent you have to really invest a lot of time and effort in it and that doesn't mean that you have to spend hours upon hours every day doing it but maybe even 10 to 15 minutes every day just Watch a couple right. little YouTube videos, listen to a couple songs, um, read, you know, 10, 20 pages out of a book. Anything that can get you to try to, you know, your, I think your mind needs to be thinking or using the language, processing the language um, for you to improve. And uh, that's just, you know, one really important thing, I think, for anyone who's interested in learning another language. Uh, I, I found an article and it was like 24 24- polyglot experts giving two other top tips for learning a new language Ooh, let's and this one dude this one dude he's expert number four john fathering john fathering fatheringham john fatheringham uh john fatheringham says spend most of your time in the language Ooh, not learning right about the language we acquire languages <coughs> at a subconscious level when we get sufficient and put in practice Ooh, so I think right that there. just that mm-hmm. just uh, re- um, that recapped everything. 
Yeah, it just rounds out what you were saying, where it's like it's just all about having uh, a lot of inputs in there. Another one that I found interesting that I never really thought about uh, was expert number nine, Martin Burma. He said, practice new sounds early. Brad pr- bad pronunciation can make you feel unconfident yep. and keep you from speaking, even if your grammar is perfect. I would agree with that. And some language programs nowadays are being, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but some of them are being designed to teach you the sounds really before you do anything else, which I think some some language classes naturally do with like learning the alphabet and things like that. But I feel like the alphabet is one thing, and then the actual sounds of a language are another, right? Because For sure. we have A in English, but you can pronounce A in so many different ways. Or right. O the alphabet or e, doesn't really, right. yeah. The alphabet, or uh, yeah, like, yeah, the alphabet doesn't really do letters any justice. Right. But, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I, I, I think I'm, are, are people more susceptible to being good at pr- pronouncing things than other people? Like, or is it just how like different people's mouths are used to make like our, cause I do know there is something to that. Right. People's mouths are used to different formations mm-hmm. based off of the language Absolutely. that they grew up with. Right. And so like, I can't roll my R's for example. <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> I try. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I agree with you, Jared. If you, yeah, the, and that's why I actually tell my English students as goofy as it sounds to, if they have words that they have a difficult time pronouncing, I will pronounce it a couple of times and I will tell them, look at my mouth. It feels kind of weird saying that to your students, but it helps. And I tell them when they try to make the sounds, they need to exaggerate it because your mouths aren't used to making those sounds, right? Right. So, you know, I mean, I had one student who one of the most difficult words um, for him was the word barrel. You know, because of the That's R and then one. the L sound, right? Barrel, and it would usually end up e- either being barrel, <laughs> right, or right, and so, <laughs> and so, I had to really pronounce it for him slowly and show him where your tongue ends up for the L and everything else. Barrel, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that could be a tough one. Right, so that's another thing. I think pronunciation. The other thing, um, and I don't know if there's any research that has backed this, but I do think it is important to listen to native speakers. I don't think it's bad if you're learning a language to speak with non-native speakers. For many people, you know, it's the students in their language classes, which I totally understand. And you need to you need to speak the language as well in order to learn it and improve and build confidence to use it. But at the right. same time. I think it's very important to listen to some native speakers because you really hear them pronouncing everything. Um, but, you know, I also have to admit it's I, hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a native speaker of any language that is used to and comfortable speaking in a at a speed that you would understand, though. You know what I mean? Which is why you like, need to listen to them. To they right. have to speak weirdly slow. Right. Well, I jokingly tell people. When people ask me, well, how do you teach English to international students who don't speak English? Right? Because it's not like I speak Mandarin or, or Portuguese or any other language, you know, of students that I've had. Right. I wish give I could. Give it a couple more episodes. R- right. Yeah. Give me give me, <laughs> give me, me like 10 or 15 more episodes and we'll be Gucci. But, uh, yeah, so what will happen, though, is um, 
I speak very slowly and very clearly and uh, mm-hmm. try to really over-enunciate things so they can really hear it. Do you repeat stuff a lot? I try to repeat things and also repeat them different ways, right? Um, because if you keep saying the same thing over and over, they may not understand it. But if you say it in a different way, um, and sometimes you say it in ways that like you almost kind of sound like a caveman, but we jokingly, right. my colleagues and I, we jokingly will call that teacher English or even or even teacher Deutsch. Like if you're speaking uh-huh. German in German yeah. 101 and you, you expect to have 90% of the class in German, you know, spoken because they'll ask questions in English and, and you can't explain grammar concepts to them in English. You know, they won't understand it because it's really abstract. But if you think about the different things for, um, you know, trying to just speak to students so once again they get that input right mm-hmm. so you do that for english as well so i got you but I it's important you. to listen to uh people who do talk at a faster rate i think the craziest thing is hearing listening exercises for spanish because they talk so fast i feel like spanish native speakers so let me ask you this chad mm-hmm. do you do you know any uh frequently used phrases in uh in czech not well, just your basics right now, to be honest. So, like, um, you know, how to say hello, how to say thank you, hello. please. Uh, please is prosim. Pro- Do you have to prosim. roll the R? There uh, is a lot of R rolling. Yeah, I think there is some R rolling in Czech. Prosim. Prosim. I don't think it's like that, but it's just a quick little prosim. Yeah, but I can't do it quickly. I don't prosim. know. I don't know how to do it quickly. I'll teach. Pro- I'll teach you <laughs> another time. I have to time. get it going like an old car. Right. You gotta Rev the gas a little bit. (laughs) And then uh, depending on the situation, so Czech is like German that has a formal and informal. So like, so like, Yakshimash is uh, how are you informal and uh, Yakshimash. Isn't that what Borat says? He might say that. Oh my God. (laughs) But you know what he says? But you know what's Yakshimash. He he might, but you know what's funny is depending on, no, that movie's too far. I think it's based in Kazakhstan, right? Technically, or that's the, so that's probably too far east because Czech, the Czech Republic's in Central Europe. So, but I've a lot of those languages have similar similarities. Like I was telling you the other day, I had a student in one of my ESL classes from the Ukraine, and she was teaching me some of the greetings in Ukraine, and Dobry den was a uh, um, good day, um, Dob- Dobry vecher was uh, I believe like good evening or good afternoon. Um, the, are we gonna oh, get in trouble? Are we gonna get oh, in trouble? We? Are we playing that? Oh my God, he does say that. Okay, holy shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Yakshamash. Okay, interesting. But yeah, so that's how are you informal? Uh, Yakshamate is how are you um, formal? You know, you're talking okay. to your boss or someone of a higher status than you. Yeah. See. Uh, Stupid movies like that are, are educational. Right. right. That's another one of my uh, tips, though, Jared, is trying to learn about some of the cultural subtleties and nuances of a language before you get somewhere. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you can learn, I think it's always important to learn things like please and thank you, um, how much, um, you know. How do you say how much? Oh, I knew you were going to do this to me. I mean, you said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have all these written down. That's I'm cheating a little bit. I have them. I have them like. Where do you down, have them written down? Um, in my notes, just on my phone. But then, okay. if my phone dies, I'm gonna be real sol. Um, let's see here. One one second. I can't. 
trying to find I'm going to figure it out before you on my phone. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We'll this see. is a real a real this is uh, a race test. Here. I think it's like uh one second uh no. Our, our, no. our uh, one check listeners just screaming into the uh, right. their phone right now. Oh, no. It's okay. Yakshamash, goddammit. Okay. Um, oh, come on. All right, I can't find it. I'm looking for it. One second. I, I'm having some difficulty with it, too. Oh, all right. So, Jared asked me. not even worth it anymore. Jared asked me how to, how to say how much. Oh, hold up. I'll find it. I will find it. So here, like I said, though, Yakshemash, uh, Yakshemate is uh, formal, informal. Um, also, Mluvete um, Anglitsky um, is, do you speak English, by the way? Okay, that's definitely is, a good uh, one to how know. How are you? Yep. Um, okay. Um, man, uh, there are so many of these ones. Ah, yeah, Kolekieto or Kolektostoy. All righty. Kolekieto, which is um, how much is it, I believe. And Kolektostoy is uh, how much is this, maybe? I'll have to look and see. Well, see, this is the bad I'm thing glad about... That you have, what, I'm glad ahead. you have that, though, because expert number three, Teddy Nee, says mm-hmm. it's not just about learning from the books. It's also about learning popular phrases that you're going to be using on a day-to-day basis and get those down. Oh, yeah, anything. absolutely. Well, and that's, what were you the, about to say? that's the thing. My, my other tip was try to find some type of language app or something to um, keep you using the language kind of in an interactive way, right? How do you feel about Duolingo? So I, I'm very glad you asked me that, Jared, because I was just going to talk about it regardless. Um, basically, my thoughts on Duolingo are I think it's somewhat useful for vocabulary, but there's a lot of random phrases on Duolingo that I feel like I won't need to use. And I wish, for example, like kolekieto um, or tostoi are important phrases to know and check that like should have been covered early on. I can tell you my experience with Duolingo and Czech. I've learned some basic stuff, very, very basic, like I said, like greetings and things. Yakshemash. Um, right, exactly. Uh, it's actually Yakshemash. Uh, Yaksimash. Yeah, well, a little okay. different, but uh, I don't know. There's, I don't know. The difficulty with certain languages is, I think if you learn a couple languages that are similar to your mother tongue, um, there are a lot of cognates, right? And I'm not getting the feeling that there will be a ton of cognates in Czech. I think that is another. Uh, uh-huh. Go ahead. I was about to say that is another tip, though. Oh, learn nice. the cognates. Okay. Learn the words that are uh, that you just know already. You don't even realize you know. Remind the people what a cognate is because I forgot when I was reading that tip. Cognates are basically a word in one language that is very similar to a word in another language. So you have mm-hmm. like house and, house and house is English and German for the word house, meaning a place where you live. Um, you know, all sorts of different ones. But then you also have your false cognates like uh, gift and gift. Gift in German mm-hmm. means poison, and gift in English means like to give a present. Um, so yeah, that's a cognate for uh, some of the presents I give, though. That's true. Watch out. That's why. That's why I'm always <laughs> very skeptical with uh, Jared's Jared's hey, gift. Hey, Chad, drink that. No, no, drink it. No, it doesn't smell weird. Drink it. I always make Jared drink it drink with it. me, and I have to make sure. Yeah, it's it, you we, gotta we be pull, careful. I pull Jared. one of those uh, Princess Diary switcheroos. Ooh, watch out! 
<laughs> That's right. But yeah, so anyways, with Duolingo, I think it there are definitely things you can learn from using language apps. I've also used Babbel for Spanish, and I actually can tell you I would maybe even recommend Babbel over Duolingo just because to me it was more contextually based. Okay. Whereas Duolingo is it's pretty sweet, dude. You should check it out. Okay. Um, sadly, they don't have check. They need to get check on Babbel. I would love if they did. Um, so if anybody out there from Babbel is listening, please put some check on your uh, website for us to learn from. But Yeah, yeah. please. So, I need a good app because I, I tried Duolingo for German, but it was too easy. You know? I just felt like I was wasting my time. Right. That's true. Like It was like, well, how are you? Right. And that's the other thing. With Babbel, you can like change levels. And you can. Okay. It's not like you I'm have sure. to go I'll, and unlock. I'll download Babbel. I well, I I look at Duolingo kind of like it's it's almost like a language game. And I think Babbel was more like I had to read sentences, and I would read and hear the sentences together. Um, I would have to then like fill in blanks and write sentences. Um, I think any time where you can hear the language a lot while also reading it is really helpful to understand how how to make the sounds and how people of that language and culture view the sounds that are used in the alphabet to, to make those. Right. Right. If that makes sense. And, yes. Another one I have that I struggle with and I'm sure a lot of people struggle with is you have to be willing to make mistakes. Oh, definitely. A, I, a lot of people, including me, I think will will probably even revert to, their English or whatever their native language is, if they can. I guess mm-hmm. English uh, people that speak English have the privilege of just assuming that you can right. refer to that. And people, which is an unfair saying. assumption, might I add, though, right? I that no one else would have, right? Right. <laughs> but um. Uh. So I, I. But I think you have to be willing to make mistakes, especially because I. What I always like to remind myself is when I'm speaking English to people that aren't native speakers. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I don't. I don't like freak out or make fun of them if they make mistakes, especially right. if I know what they're saying. It's like, right. yeah, I'm just, we're going to keep this conversation moving. I, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to try to remember, remind myself where it's like, they, they know that I'm not a native speaker, but if they know what I'm saying, then that's really all that matters. And I'm not, you know, saying something ridiculous while, right. And, and they're like laughing when I'm like, Oh, that's not what you were trying to say right. at all. But I have to admit, if you do make a mistake and it does come off for whatever reason, funny in another language, it also, I think you have to be, you can't be too self-critical. You right. can't you have to be, if, if they start laughing, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Right. And I think it opens a good opportunity for like a learn, a, you know, like a learnable uh, or a learning moment, you know, where you don't can embarrass just, yourself. Right. Like it. it's just, I feel like when you have something where you, where you make a little mistake and then people laugh and you get a reaction out of them. Like, I would want to know why are they laughing? Like what? Of course. Like, like a, like a friend of mine told me she was in Spain and I don't know what the word is, but she went to order an ice cream cone. And I guess there's a word in Spanish for ice cream cone or ice cream and a word for the female genitalia, which are very close depending on if you pronounce one, or I can tell you, um, um, like anos and años would be years or anuses. So pronunciation can be just dependent on the little shaky the little thing enye. over the end. Yeah, the enye. Is that what you call it? The enye? squiggle. Well, that's what you call the letter, I think. Yeah. Enye. Right. I call it a little shaky thing over the end. <laughs> that's like how uh, in German, the, in German they call an S set. Well, the Austrians call it a Schaffes S, a spicy S. Oh, do they really? Yeah, dude. Oh, you didn't so know that? Better. I love that. Yeah, no. Schaffes S. 
Oh, that's so much better than that's the way SS. cooler, isn't it? Yeah, asset or the Shafas S, <laughs> for sure, dude. It is way better. I can't believe I just figured that out. I I got all. We should we should do an Austrian German episode, dude, because I I got lots okay. of Austrian things I could share with you. But yeah, uh, let's do it. But yeah. So, anyways, um, that's a good tip, though. Definitely, Jared. You you can't. You gotta be able to laugh at yourself and not be worried to make mistakes. I struggle with that. Well, that's how I think I really improved my German because. I didn't really care. I knew I was going to sound like an idiot because I just didn't have all the vocabulary at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You're a brave man. I I try to be. brave man. But also, another thing I've noticed and experienced when trying to speak a foreign language abroad, you also have to be persistent because I think a lot of people, they notice you have an accent or you might be struggling to say what you need to say. And it might be faster and easier for them to just tell you in English. Like, I'm aware of that. But sometimes you just you just got to be persistent. You know, I would always try to be very persistent when I lived in Vienna and only speak German when I was out. And usually it might take me, you know, a minute to get out what I needed to say, but usually I could I could tell them what I needed, you know? By the way, uh this to sin, Chad's got a fresh new haircut I just noticed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. I Actually, I got it a that. while ago, but uh, shout out to Barbara Love and Lansing. They they do a killer job, man. Wow. Well, their place is going to be ha- their place is going to have a line out the door uh, on Thursday. That's right. Gotta do what you gotta do. Um, let's see. Do you have any other ones? What are, what other tips? What are some other tips that um? Well, here can I can I ask that you, you try to employ? Well, sure. first, can I I want to ask you some, and I want you to tell me whether or not they would be helpful for you to learn language okay okay buying an an extensive grammar book all about the language you think that's good or bad for language learning not for self-guided i'm not okay i'm not i'm not good at like keeping up with that kind of stuff you're not a grammar nerd definitely not a grammar nerd no okay but i i if you have a teacher or if you're in some sort of school Mm -hmm. then yes i would say so but personally that would not be what i would go to well, which th- is go ahead go ahead no you go ahead well this is this is my one thing i i would say first of all it depends on why you're learning the language right so if you have if you're just learning it for reading and writing purposes i would say for sure grab that grammar book yes. but like in my case i you know i'm in the czech republic i'm not going to be you know it's not like when i'm out on the street and i make a mistake I'm going to stop somebody and be like, oh, can you tell me the grammatical reason why, you know what I mean? Why that sentence is and wrong for like, your job or whatever, or you're not being uh, evaluated on your check skills at all. No, beca- no, I'm, and actually it's more, more or less. I mean, it is expected. I speak English, you know, that's why yeah, I'm right. there. You're an English teacher, right? Right. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's, that's why I'm there. So it's, I'm there to speak English, but I am also here to, I want to learn about the Czech language and Czech culture. You know, it's really fascinating. I mean, the fact that the country has only been an independent country since, I believe, 1993 is pretty amazing uh, if you think about yeah. it. You know, obviously, yeah. it has a far longer history than that. But, uh, but yeah, so you, you just have to be persistent. So I'll have to keep being persistent with my check. Um, and hopefully, I don't frustrate too many people with my broken check. No, But no, I'll be trying won't. my best, which I think is another important tip. I Chad th- has a winning smile. Well, I try. What can I say? <laughs> That'll get him out of any uh, sort of uh, tizzy, tuzzle, tizzy, tassy. tizzy, I'd say. 
I would like to. I would like to actually argue it's not the smile; it's the beard. But that's another conversation for another yeah, time. The beard is very diffusing. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, I think another very good one is news. Okay, why is that? Um, one, you you're you're staying up to date with what's happening okay. within whatever the languages that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an easy one to read. I th- I think not easy to read. Excuse me, it's not easy to read. But it's a consistent form of uh, of uh, data to read. Oh, data? definitely. Data? Ooh. Uh, that's the question. <laughs> it, is, it is consistent. And I feel like that's actually one thing one of my uh, professors in graduate school would always stress is you want to read different genres of literature whether and, and different types of media, right? Whether it's news. I think Twitter and social media is actually really insightful for like learning about languages and culture. Do you follow any Czech? Oh, yeah. Oh, my, do you really? My, oh, yeah, dude. My Instagram has all sorts of, like, Czech stuff. Um, like what? Czech uh Like, I have the hat. I have, no. Thirst I have, traps? I have, uh, I'm sure they have those on Instagram, but I've been looking more for the. I'm the, sure they do. The cities. So I have, like, a, like a uh, hashtag okay. Prague, hashtag okay. Carlo Viveri. Uh, all sorts. I'm of not a huge ones. fan of following hashtags. Okay. Well, see, I do it just to see what they post, and some of them you can you can cheat and you can see the translation. So I like to kind of right. do yeah, that, yeah. and I click back and forth. Um, so I've learned some like random stuff, um, but how did they say cool and check? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot, and I'm just gonna fail. <laughs> I'll have to get back to you. Oh my gosh. I I, I mean to be fair. I'm, I mean, Dubsha is good. I'm asking. I'm asking you like you're like you speak the language, and so I don't really not yet. I, I uh, would you, say you I'm a very low beginner, like extremely low. According to Google Translate, uh-huh. it's Schladni. Schla- <laughs> do you want me to plug plug it in and just play it for you? Yeah, real quick? play it for me. I'm curious. It's on it. my computer, so I gotta do. All right, let's shit. hear this. I feel like the difficulty with the pronunciation for any language is, is trying to get not only the, the sounds right, but the intonation and the stress. All right, shut up real quick. <laughs> Let's hear it. Hold on. Oh, I, gotta, I might have to turn this up. How's that? Good. Go for it. Chladni. Chladni, huh? Chladni. Okay. Chladni. Interesting. There you go. See what I mean, though? That Like, that's not even close to anything in English. No, so and, and like that's be why difficult. I had to play it because when I just look at it, I was like, that I couldn't even, right. I don't even know where to begin on pronouncing that. Right, I don't know how they roll over there. Right. Oh, definitely. Like I said though, Jared, all you really need is prosim, please, dekuyi, thank you, yes, and dobri den. And you can be slight. What's dobri den again? Dobri den is a uh, good day, or like hello. Right. Right. But if you're with friends, you can say ahoy. Oh, I nice. Love, I love that, dude. Ahoy. Ahoy. A-H-O-J. Ahoy. Love that J uh, on the end of there. Okay. Do you have any more questions for me, Chad? Yeah, I do. Please. Um, what are your thoughts on movies? Do you think movies are helpful for learning another language? Movies are a tough one for me. I mean, I guess you could do the subtitles. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But, but which I, subtitles I, I, do you do? You, you do, do your uh, English you do subtitles, or do you do them in that language? You'd have to do the movie in the language that you're learning, and then the subtitles in English, because you got to hear them speak. You got to hear them saying it. So here's what here's what but I, I would suggest with movies or with TV episodes. 
Because okay. I think those are also any any video I think is good. I prefer TV to be honest with you. Okay. Well, TV. I and mean, I'll if you can you put. <coughs> well, if you can put the. Um, if you can put the English subtitles on. It's good, but I would prefer an episode or a movie that I've actually seen before, and I'll tell you why. I agree with that, but I, I know what you're going to say, and I agree with it, but okay. please tell the people why. I'm well, well, folks, the reason why is because uh, you already know what happened in the plot, so you can focus more of your attention on the language. And you know what they say, so you, exactly. you know exactly what they're, what they're saying in English already. Mm-hmm. And so you, even if you just read it, you know what they're saying. It's like, all right, I understand why right. they like why they like. Maybe it'll help you understand why they chose that specific phrase if you know what they're saying. Right. Like I loved to watch The Simpsons in German when I was in Germany, and I was fourteen, yes. and my German wasn't that great yet. But I had seen the episodes, so I knew everything that was going on, and that's how I learned one of my favorite German words, which is um, "Ausgezeichnet." <laughs> Do you know who says that in The Simpsons? Uh, you know, Bart? I don't no. know, dude. Who, who I was never it means was excellent. Never big, yeah, I know what it means, but I, I, so who I was said, never a big. Oh, big that's Simpsons right. You're not a big Simpsons guy. Okay, it was Mr. Burns. He would say excellent, and he'd be like, Oh, oh right, that makes yeah. sense. Like, excellent. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, so that was pretty solid. That was. I remember saying that word like the next day, and my my aunt and my uncle were just like, Where did that come from? Is learning a new language fun for you? Do you consider oh, it fun? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's you enjoy exciting. The yeah. I think you really have to enjoy the process. And you have to also be aware that you're going to make mistakes and there are going to be times where it's difficult or you reach a plateau. But my, my I, biggest tip, if you reach a plateau or you're feeling kind of down about it, is try to do something that you really enjoy with the language. So listen to some music. Listen to something that will give you kind of a, a good feeling. You know what I mean? Like, if you enjoy reading grammar books, read read the shit out of that grammar book. You know one thing I like to do? What? I used to – I had some Calvin and Hobbes cartoons in German. Oh, nice. And I used to love reading Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. Shit, I still kind of li- like it now. Oh, I do too. I still read and, it um, And I had some in German, and that was a good one. I like that because that was something that, that I would like reading just on my spare time anyway. Right. And so I was like, well, I guess I can read the German one, you know, get some practice in while I'm doing this. Right. And so I, I think that is definitely an important one in itself is finding something that like, like don't you, you, you have to make it as untorturous as possible. Right. Like, so find something that you actually want to engage with. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't torture yourself. Cause then no one's winning at that point. Right. You should be doing it because yeah, because you, you know, well, it depends, I guess, because you could be doing it because you have the free time and you enjoy it, or it could be or a survival. Have to. Ex- I was just gonna say, or it's a live or death, situ- life or death situation. Well, I mean, that's uh, life or death seems a little dramatic. I feel like there's a lot of in betweens on have to, yeah, and life or death. Like well, I had sure. to when I moved there, but it wasn't a life or death situation. Right, but can you imagine if you immigrate somewhere, you know, as a refugee and like, you know, I mean, especially in America, we've seen the videos on uh, our social media. Speak American. You're in America. Right. Oh man. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never understood that. Just because. No. Uh, I think the great part of America is you can walk around, especially in cities, and hear people speaking so many different languages. 
Also, people react like it's some sort of personal offense to them. Like right. it is, like this is first of all, this has nothing to do with you. It's it's always hilarious how like self-centered like I do people this are. I hate America or something like right. that. <laughs> I think it's funny that so many people do just like assume, oh, they're talking about me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. People are paranoid. So yeah. yeah, yes, they are. But yeah. but you know, Jared, my I would still say one of my absolute favorite things to do regarding learning languages is for me at least listen to music. So for all of oh, our sure. right, so for all of our listeners out there, um, let us know what is your favorite way um, to learn a language. What are some of your tips and tricks? We would uh, really appreciate it. And uh, my my biggest tip. And you know, yeah. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. That's why I loved uh, stuff like Seed and Waldorf and Stettler, because I also liked where that when they mixed in the English in there too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think having them English mixed in there helps a lot because it helps you understand what they probably would have been saying um, right. in the other lines, where it helps with context a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And not it's kind of che- easy cheat. Right. And not only that, I really love songs that are really repetitive, which leads yes. us to our song of the pod for this evening, which is by a uh, very well-known German group called Die Ärzte, which means what, Jared? Die Ärzte? Uh, the doctors. Yes, sir. Doc, that's plural. Doctors. The doctors, right? Der Arzt, der, die der Arzt, der Arzt. Der Arzt. Yeah, yeah, right. You got the umlaut change. Yep. Right. But yeah. So die Ärzte, and they have been around in Germany for quite a long time, and I was, uh, uh, I got to know of the band through a good friend of mine who was an exchange student when I was a freshman in high school. So shout out to Lassa for uh, he actually gave me two die Ärzte CDs. And they might have even opened the CD with the song. Um, and, yeah, so, Jared, what what are your impressions of it? Um, I sang it to you a while back, and you gave it a listen. What are your thoughts? It has a um, – like, it's a punk – they're a punk band. Yep, definitely. And it, it sounds very American to me. Like, it sounds very reminiscent to your stand, – not your standard, but to your very – you know the punk like bands that you punk. think of from the uh, from the nineties right. and the early two thousands in America, like Green Day or Blink uh, Some Forty One, right? Yeah, uh, like the Simple Plan. It had a very similar vibe to those mm-hmm. bands, and and um, and it, it definitely just took me back. Like it, it 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 almost took me back to if I were playing uh, Tony Hawk or something like that. Oh, nice! That is a good place to be taken back to. That's for sure. <laughs> It definitely felt like you could fit right into a Tony Hawk uh, game. Oh, definitely. It's probably in the German version, I bet you. So this was was this you you learned about the song as a uh, a boy before you even went to Germany? Correct. This was okay. or no, this would have been right after I came back cuz I okay. went to Germany spring break of 8th grade, came back and finished up, you know, the the semester and then went to school again in August or September or whenever. And that's around when I met Lassa. And it was funny because he was, I got to give the man credit. He was very determined to improve his English. And so he didn't actually want to speak German, but he would let me try to speak German with him. And he would kind of talk to me and correct me and help me out with it. And he gave that me. Is, what, that's another great tip and trick is if is you could do that where. Find a buddy. Lassa speaks English and you speak German. Right. And find then you guys can have a full buddy. conversation that way. That's right. That's our bonus. That, yeah, just in general, find a language right. buddy. That's our bonus tip also. and trick. Yeah, find a language buddy. Man, we're too good to you people. That's right. That's what I'm looking for right now in the Czech Republic. So to any of our Czech listeners out there, 
help me learn some Czech. Help a brother out. Um, Chad's putting up a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Damn it. An ad? Uh, okay, Cupid ad for uh, for a, Czech uh, learning, language learning. <laughs> to learn language. I wonder if there's like an app. I bet you there's got to be a language app out there like that. We'll have to. Ooh, we oh, should do sure. an episode about some language apps. Um, maybe and okay. look at some stuff. That might okay. be interesting. Anyways, yeah. back to Ein Lied für dich by Die Ärzte. Yeah, so I got this from my language buddy, Lassa. And uh, I kid you not, Jared, I listened to this album. It was actually two albums. And it was a live album. Uh, I listened to it before and after school every day on the bus on my iPod. Kid you not. See, at that point, even though your German probably wasn't that good, you you still have the song memorized to a certain extent. Oh, I had most of the songs memorized. And I think goes back to kind of our, our second or third tip, I'm not sure, about learning the sounds of the language. Right? So yes. as oh, corny yes. as corny as the sounds, I sang along with it a lot, not usually on the bus, obviously, just rocking out, Jesus on lead. No, I wasn't doing that. But <laughs> He uh, took the uh, bus driver's intercom system right? like her... Uh, <laughs> Yep, live concert every day. I'm sure you'd make a lot of friends doing that. But uh, yeah, so I, but like I said, I listen to it every day before and after school. And if you think also about the amount of input that is, and of course, I would ask Lassa what the songs meant, um, things like that. They had some crazy shout songs out to Lassa, right? Yeah, so I think, I think though, a lot of that you can also obviously it helps to have someone to talk to about it, but you can also mm-hmm. nowadays with the internet look up so many things. Um, which is really a big yes. plus. Like I could play it mm-hmm. through my intricate uh, mixer mixing system. That's right. <laughs> Sir, mix a lot uh, over here. Yeah, I like the song. Do you, Ein Lied für dich, uh-huh. which is, did you even say what that means? That's Oh, I probably German didn't. How rude. A song for you. That's right. A song for you. And it's so, just kind of, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's just kind of a catchy, kind of feel good. Punk song. Yeah, that's for you. Did you have a favorite song from that album? Uh, oh man that's a great question hold up now you're now you're putting me on my toes hold up i gotta pull up the 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 list let me see here uh the album is called wir wollen nur deine seele uh which means what jaren wir wollen nur deine seele we only want your i don't know what seele means soul oh your soul we only want your soul uh-huh okay we only there, want your there's soul. so many good hits on this one honestly Oh man, I'm looking at this now and I'm just getting extreme nostalgia. Bring back uh, the memories. But honestly, dude, there are there are 48 songs on this record. Jeez. Because I told you it's a double album and it was live. Probably, That's even more than a double album. I was though. I was right That's though. That's a big double album. I was right though. I need for dish was number one on there. Shunda song nice. is number two. That one's great. Angeb, they're all great. Probably maybe my favorite is Langweilig, which means boring. Langweilig. That one's okay. a good one. We'll have to do that one for another song on the pod. We can bring the the ads the ads to back. There's so many good ones here. They are. Uh, would you call them German legends? Germany legends. I, have they reached legend status? I would I would say so, but I'm obviously super. Uh, We're young. I'm super biased. I think. Um, right. I think they're very famous. I don't know. I've let's see. I wonder what awards they've won. Let's see. I bet you they've won some serious awards. I don't I even imagine. know what kind of awards they do in Germany. Who watches that? They do awards. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure they so do. So 2003 MTV Europe they look old Music as fuck. Award. I mean, they're in their fifties now, I believe. Dude, that one, that one blonde dude looks like a uh, villain. Oh, Fagin like, Urlaub. He's, 
Check out his, his, name? his yeah. Well, that's the stage name, yeah. But uh, you should check out his solo work. He's got some bomb uh, solo. I work. don't like his face. It's scary. So well, listen to his music. Don't look at his face. There you go. Is that his natural hair color? It's so blonde. Maybe I don't know. That's Looks like he duck, duck like dunk his head into a thing uh, bleach. I don't know. You'll have to shoot him an email and ask him. All right. Now that he's oh whoa other I mean I think they've reached legend status. I didn't realize Fahlin Ulav. I'm looking mm-hmm. at his Wikipedia. He's 54. Yep. So these dudes are old. Yep. But they're great and they still perform and they kill it. I've I've never seen them live, but I've seen plenty of YouTube videos and they are fantastic. Is that the same age as um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Are they in their 40s? They're, they're in their 50s, too, I think. Okay. I would imagine. That would sound about right. But I could be wrong. But, yeah, so I Need for Dish is a fantastic song. Uh, we'll be po- posting it up on our Twitter in a little bit. And Anthony, uh, Ke- Anthony Kiedis is 55. So there you go. But yeah, so check that out. Um, and make sure whenever you're listening to music and you're trying to Use it in an advantageous way to learn a language. Look up the lyrics, as corny as it sounds, sing along, and uh, hopefully you all will be one step closer to reaching your language goals. Yeah. Well, Jared. I'll post that to the Twitter, by the way. Thank you. You just said that, didn't you? I did, good sir, but thank you. Yeah, sorry. So, Jared, <laughs> we've, we've gotten pretty serious uh, this episode, so I think it's time to lighten the mood a little bit with a couple corny jokes. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. All right. I only got two of them. Okay. And they're both kind of nerdy language jokes because I figured they'd be kind of fitting. So also learn some jokes in a language. There's a, another bonus tip for you. Two bonus tips we've had this episode. Uh, so here we go, Jared. couple English grammar jokes for you. Here we go. What did the comma say to the period? Um... Why are you slowing down? It's time to stop. <laughs> okay. Actually, just we better slow down. So that was really good. You might want to hit that. Oh, ham- is that what it is? You might want to hit that ham horn real quick. Yes, sir. I can't do a, I can't That's do a right. partial ham horn. That's right. What did the Wait, comma so say it- to the period? We better slow down. And now here's my okay. here's my other one. Oh, that was pretty good. Oh, man. That was I really wish- good. What was – what? now I have one more. What did the period say to the comma? Um – What did the I period say to the I don't comma? Know. That's tougher. That's you, tougher. You, you already said it. We better stop. Oh. Get it? Because period <laughs> stop sentences. No, I understand what periods yeah. do. Full stop. Right. As they say when they're doing a... Uh, Dramatic um, period. No, 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 no. When they're doing like a... Telegram? Uh, what, yes. Telegram. Thank you. You're welcome. I got you. That's Full right. Stop. I, I like those jokes, though. They're kind of corny, but they make sense. Yeah, yeah. I really like the one. It's way. That's why you make a great teacher, right? I, I try. You have a good corny language. I joke. I use language jokes in my class. I actually. So here, I got, I can imagine your your kids giving you a fake pathetic laugh. Oh, dude! You, I will be if if it. I ever have children. I guarantee you, I will be the king of dad jokes. The ultimate oh, yeah, king of sure. dad jokes, without a doubt. Sure. And then I'll probably have to buy some like white New Balances. Oh God! You know, like a striped polo. Oh God! You know some carpenter tuck, tuck khakis. Khakis. Yeah. khakis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but but yeah. Anyways, I do. So you you well here. Let me hit you with a joke from a, a few episodes back and see if you remember it. What okay. does a mom call her uh, baby kangaroo? Oh man! I told you this one. What does a mom call her baby? Because I remember we were talking about Joey, and it has nothing yep, to do with Joey. It doesn't. 
That was not even that long ago. No. That was only like two episodes yep. ago. Yes, sir. I don't remember. A pouch potato. Right. And I told Damn it. and I told that it's joke in my in my English class. And one of my students, she loves the idiom couch potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Chad. She was she was dying. It was great. Oh. And she was oh uh, of course she was the only one laughing. Go figure. All right, Chloe, calm down. Right. Anyways, <laughs> all right, here's my last joke of our pod tonight, Jared. Didn't you say you had two jokes? <laughs> yeah, this is my this is my last one. This is numero dos. Oh right, the period and comma. They were kind of one. one. They were like a that's package. That's true. That's true. That's 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 fair. Right. And I'm gonna hit you with a classic knock knock joke, Jared. Knock oh, knock. Shit. Who's there? Two. To who? No, it's to whom. Oh. Uh, although. That was nice. Although Americans rarely use whom. Maybe in writing you see it. I feel like if you say that in speech, people are going to be like, "What? To whom?" I don't. I get. I don't like to use whom because it just makes me feel like a douche. Why? Because it's a uh, no one. No one like like even if you say it properly, it, no one says it. Right. So when when it's so ob- it's so very noticeable when you do say it. Also, when I say I say I always try to make a point to say lie because people always say lay in bed, which right. is wrong. Right. It's I lay, lie in means bed. to lay something out to the table. Right. You lie down. You lie in bed. Right. And even when I say lie, I, I like I feel like it it sticks out and people right. are, and but it's like well this is right. Yeah. And so that's how I feel about that. Can so I, like I? I sometimes and sometimes I honestly just don't even know. But if I do know. I still feel weird sometimes saying right. boom because it's like people would think like right. this douche. Well, can I can I drop some more uh, random language stuff on you, Jared? Please. So we have these two types of things. Uh, we have prescriptive grammar, um, and I think the other one might just be descriptive. Uh, and prescriptive grammar is basically the the way you should say things, right? So using whom or lie correctly. But then descriptive grammar is more like basically like what kind of what you say right so like i some people will say like i you know yeah i'm gonna go lay down right that's not Mm -hmm. correct but people say it yeah a lot of people say right but jared's jared's bringing the true true knowledge to all of our (laughs) listeners and it should be i lie down i would agree with you jared you're about to bring the true knowledge with this quote though that is true yes we have come to the quote of the pod and uh, since I am in the Czech Republic, I had to give you all a uh, Czech proverb, which is, you live a new life for every language you speak. If you only know one language, you only live once. Do you know who said that? It's just a Czech proverb. So unfortunately, okay. I do not. I like that, though. I like that. That's good. I'm sure I'm sure Drizzy Drake Very would also be proud of it. You only live Drizzy once. Drizzy Drake. Drake? Like... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you only live I once. That one. I got it. Right, but right, yeah. right, right. That's where he, that that was the original YOLO. It was the checks, the checks, the Czech proverb. Thought of it. I'll have to figure out why it actually isn't Czech, and maybe it'll be something cool like YOLO, but something different. That'll be a nice a, a nice treat uh, a couple weeks from now, as you give us that quote uh, in Czech. Right. That'll that'll give take the, me a uh, bit. The original. That will definitely take me a minute. Totally. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> we were having a nice episode. And I really <laughs> there, there are far worse ways to, to go out, Jared. That's for sure. But uh, we definitely want to thank all of our listeners out there for uh, um, 
you know, sending us some of their lovely emails and uh, different things. We appreciate all the untranslatables and everything else. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our tips and tricks to learn a, a language. We will be coming to you on Monday. So stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, you have anything to leave our listeners with tonight, Jared? We're international now, baby. That's right. This is a whole new chapter in, in our in our life together, Chad. And I'm excited to see how it goes. That's right. So look out for hopefully some guests, some guests on our podcast in the near future. Yes. Um, definitely some new check words of the pod. So be ready for that. Hope you all are ready to learn some, uh, Nick. <laughs> oh, Turdelnik, the little, uh, <laughs> the little treat. That's right. So, uh, so please though, do not forget to, uh, subscribe or follow us on, uh, Twitter at untranslatable one. Please check out our Instagram at untranslatable podcast. And shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we hope you all have a great evening. Mm-hmm.